Hello and welcome to Season Saviors Episode 5. I'm Ian Whitfield, joined here once again by Shane Riley. Shane, we had a pretty successful week last week, uh, picking our stardoms and sit-ums for last week. Do uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, our picks went very uh, well. I uh, went with Allen Robinson, who ended up scoring a touchdown, and uh, you had Mitchell Trubisky, who threw for six. Yeah, which 55 is, uh, points. <laughs> fantastic fantasy week. Also having Giovanni Bernard, who did fairly successful for the uh, for the Bengals in their win over the Falcons. Uh, Falcons now 1-3, th- so they're not doing that well. Yeah, so we're going to jump right into the stardom and sit Shane, do you want to... Uh, start with the your first stardom for the week. Yeah, um, continuing with the Falcons, actually, one of my stardoms is Calvin Ridley this week. Uh, he's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's uh, the fourth worst team against receivers. And Calvin Ridley having two touchdowns uh, last week, and he's had many more touchdowns this six, season. Six in his first four games as a rookie. That's incredible. Having a very very successful year. Uh, I expect him to continue it against this terrible Pittsburgh secondary, and I believe it's going to be a good week for him. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. That's Pittsburgh secondary is horrendous. Uh, my first start for the week is Blake Bortles, quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Personally, I'm not a big Bortles guy or anyone really on the Jacksonville offense minus Leonard Fournette. But I particularly love Bortles this week, playing against the Chiefs. Chiefs defense kind of looking like the Steelers pass, secondary defense. It's just horrendous. The Chiefs are second to last in the league with the most uh, in most passing yards allowed. And they're also tied for second lowest in interceptions with two. So I mean, if he, there's Blake Bortles is a guy that's been particularly careful with the ball. He's only given he hasn't had more than one turnover in a game so far this season. So I really like him against a Chiefs defense that can't really generate takeaways and possibly in a game where they're probably going to be behind. Like I know the Jaguars defense is good, but this Chiefs offense is too good for them to handle, I think. So I think they're going to be behind, so Blake Bortles is going to have to have a lot of passing attempts and I think the risk of turnovers based on those the amount of passing attempts is a low number. Yeah, they had that game where they lost 9-6 to six to the Titans, and I think they ended up having to throw a lot in that game as well. So, I mean, I expect that to be able to continue for them, so I guess we'll see how that works out for it. Uh, going into my second guy, I have Corey Davis against your Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills ranking 23rd against them in uh, – sorry, Bills ranking 23rd against receivers this year, but I do like the production from Corey Davis uh, last week. Uh, first 100-yard receiving game. Uh, first career regular season touchdown uh, coming as a game winner. Uh, I believe having Marcus Mariota healthy back, and uh, I like this Mike uh, Vrabel offense. Uh, very, very risky offense because, the, you know, they're willing to take chances and uh, uh, go for it on fourth down so many times, and they end up winning the game. But I believe they'll look more towards Corey Davis this week because he was so successful against uh, – in their last win, yeah. Yeah, I think Corey Davis is a good start. I mean, anyone against Buffalo really at this point is a good start. I'm actually going up to Buffalo this uh, weekend to go see that game. I'm super excited. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, hope he does well. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my second start on for the week is Matt Bryda running back for the San Francisco 49ers. This may seem like a surprise pick, and it kind of surprised myself, honestly, picking him just based on Jimmy Garoppolo's out for the season with the ACL, as I'm sure you guys all know now. But I think he's still he's going to get a lot of production in this game. They're playing the Arizona uh, run defense, which is just horrible. They've allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the league with seven and the second most rushing yards this season. Bryda, here's my here's my thinking basically on this. I think the 49, C.J. Beathard showed enough for me. Like Obviously, he's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not a top 15 quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but he's good enough that he's going to be able to at least be able to push the 49ers over the Cardinals in this game. Yeah, they the stay competitive. Yeah, I think they're going to be able to stay competitive. And the Cardinals obviously aren't, 
nearly as good as the team they played last week. So I think C.J. Beathard will be able to have a good enough day where he's going to be able to put them ahead early. Bride is going to come in with more carries, and I'm sure they're going to get a rushing touchdown. The fact that ver- Cardinals have already allowed seven in four games. I mean, I, the odds are that he's going to get one rushing touchdown, and he's getting way more carries than Alfred Morris, and he's emerged as the team's first, um, first and second down back, and he's their passing down back too. So, I mean, he's getting receptions. He's getting carries. I think he's the way to go this week, especially the fact that C.J. Beathard has shown he's at least good enough to get the job done against a not-good Cardinals team. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to move into my third guy is Jimmy Graham versus uh, the Detroit Lions, who ranks 12th, 12th to last, actually, so uh, uh, 18th against tight ends. Jimmy Graham finally, you know, getting his first touchdown as a Packer. I mean, having Aaron Rodgers is always a, a good thing for you. But That I've, helps, that helps, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's had five targets uh, every week except for, the, except for week one. Uh, he usually has around five catches, but, I mean, finally getting the touchdowns, I believe – uh, he can be used as a safety blanket in most downs for this Packers team. Uh, Jimmy Graham, you know, he was amazing with Drew Brees and uh, kind of fell off in Seattle, and I expect him to make a pretty good comeback this year in uh, the Packers, and I believe uh, last week was a good showing, and I uh, expect that to continue throughout the season. Yeah. So uh, I believe he's a great start. Yeah, he's just a superstar tight end that's been – really didn't shine in a Seattle offense that really just doesn't feature tight ends. So um, – my second love, and this is the person I probably actually love the most this week, Alex Smith against the Saints' uh, passing defense. It, Smith is coming off, he, not only is he coming off a bye week, they play on Monday, so he's actually going to get another day of rest. And now he's arrested Redskins offense, which isn't obviously incredible, but it's against a horrendous, like absolutely horrible Saints passing defense. They've allowed the third most passing yards of this season, and the Saints are dead last in yards allowed per pass attempt at 96 and they've allowed the second-most passing touchdown so far this season. So all the arrows point towards Alex Smith having a big day. And if you were not convinced yet, the Saints have only one interception this season. So, I mean, the Saints will probably go up early on the Redskins. It's so it's Alex Smith is going to have to pass. And the risk of turnover seems super low, the fact they've only had one interception so far this entire season. So I think the number of passing yards he's going to get, like 9.6 yards per attempt is ridiculous. That's through the roof. I think that Alex Smith is going to be able to generate a lot of yards off these attempts and be able to put the Redskins... Not He's not going to bring them back in the game, obviously. I think the Saints are going to take pretty easy care of the Redskins, but they're going to force them to pass. So I think Alex Smith is a great play this week, and he's going to be able to generate close to Trubisky numbers, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be a really good Monday night game. Uh, I mean, I really don't want the Redskins to win. I mean, who does? I don't like the Redskins. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we can go ahead and uh, jump right into Sidham's. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start and say that Tyreek Hill versus the Jaguars. Uh, I know you're talking about how this Kansas City uh, defense, I mean, offense is actually going to do really well. I mean, they are a very good offense, but, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, who, in my opinion, is the best cornerback in the league going up against Tyreek Hill, who didn't actually have that great of numbers last week against Denver. And their cornerbacks are not even that great, uh, not as good as Jalen Ramsey, at least. And uh, I believe I expect uh, Tyreek Hill to shut him down. And no, sorry, Tyreek Hill to get shut down yeah. by Jacksonville. I mean, they they rank they rank uh, second, the second best defense against receivers. And I just don't expect Tyreek Hill to have a good production this week. I mean, I agree with that. I think that you're better off starting other Chiefs pieces, including um, their their running back. What's his name? I'm blanking on it right now. Uh, I'm blanking on it too, but Travis Kelsey is also Travis a great Kelsey. Option. That's a great I, option. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Thank you. Kareem Hunt is, a, I think, a much better option in the passing game because um, Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boyer are going to be focused on 
um, Tyreek Hill, Tyree Chris Kill, Conley. Chris Conley. Um, so I think there there's better options, including Travis Kelsey. You kind of have to start. I mean, in my opinion, the best tight end in the NFL at the moment. So I mean, I I think there's other options for them, and oh, I I think Tyreek Hill is could easily be shut down by Jalen Ramsey this week. Absolutely. Um, my first sit on for the week is Dalvin Cook, running back from Minnesota. He's been battling injuries for the past couple of weeks and really hasn't had that many carries. Um, and I, he still really hasn't proven himself this um, this um, season so far. The Eagles' rush defense is superb and arguably the best in the NFL. They've allowed the uh, least amount of yard, rushing yards and their top three in yards allowed per carry. Minnesota has also been heavily relying on Kirk Cousins and the rest of their passing game. So I, I really can't see where Cook's getting involved here, honestly. I mean, last season obviously puts put together a great um, campaign for them in his rookie year until that ACL tear tragically. But, I mean, he really hasn't shown that he's came back yet, and this Minnesota office, offense is not run-oriented. It's all pass so far, especially with the weapons with Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and then Kirk Cousins, obviously. I think you can't start Cook with confidence. Like I, I don't see him going over seven points, if anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. This actually might be the first time we agree because I actually also have him on my Stidham's list. Um, I have a couple other more reasons for it. Uh, they just lack consistency, you know. They they got blown out by the Bills. I mean, they, they've looked good in other weeks, but their offense overall has not been consistent, and you kind of want that out of an offense. Uh, he also has to share carries with Latavius Murray, who often comes in, and I don't know how well Dalvin Cook has done, but uh, he doesn't really – he hasn't been uh, a pass catcher, so he's not very valuable in PPR. Doesn't really get touchdowns, and he's also barely on the field because of that hamstring, as you uh, mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just don't. And Philadelphia ranking second against uh, running backs, so you know, I just don't think it's going to be a great week at all for him. I mean, even in the future, I don't know how well he's going to do for this team. I just don't think he's a perfect fit for Minnesota and how they want to run things in the future. He's not really a passing-oriented back, and they're a passing-oriented offense. But let's jump into my second sit Adrian Peterson, running back for the Redskins. So actually, the flip side of Alex Smith, who I said I love this week, so naturally that's going to take a, put Adrian Peterson in the sit column. I Above above, I said I love Alex Smith, there's a couple main reasons. They're going to get a lot of passing in this game. I really can't see Adrian Peterson being involved. He's not a passing down back that's mainly focused on Chris Thompson. So he's going to be the one getting all the receptions, so you're not going to get those points uh, for point-per-reception leagues. Um, Adrian Peterson is not going to be given a lot of carries this week because they're probably going to be down to the Saints for a majority of this game. Uh, the Reds, uh, the Saints have allowed the fourth-least amount of rushing yards, too, so it's not even like this is a bad rushing, def- or a, a, uh, bad rushing defense because they're allowed the fourth-least rushing yards in the league, and they've allowed the, uh, their lowest in yards per carry to opponents in the NFL with 3.2. So um, naturally, a part of that is because everyone passes against them. But I mean, if the Redskins are going to go in this game, they're not going to go, let's establish a run game early, and then we're going to go at them. No, you want to go at this tragic Saints um, secondary right away, especially the fact they're going to be down. So I think Adrian Peterson, you can't start with confidence this week. Yeah, I can see this being a shootout, mostly through the air. I mean, Adrian Peterson doesn't really catch out of the backfield like Alvin Kamara does. That's why Alvin Kamara is never never a sit-em, because that guy can do everything. Mm -hmm. He's insane. Um so I, I do I do agree with that decision. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get to my last guy, uh, Carlos Hyde versus the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens are, uh, you know, uh, fourth best against the run this year so far. And uh, you saw James Conner get shut down last week against him on uh, Monday night. So actually Sunday night, sorry. 
so Carlos Hyde has not done that well. I mean, he's still got the rookie quarterback, which I'm not always a big fan of, even though Baker's looked really well. But I don't. I haven't really seen Baker use. The, I didn't really watch the Oakland game, but I mean, it was a high-scoring game. But I don't think Carlos Hyde really produced that much. Uh, he might have. I, I don't know. The only thing he has he has done this season, he has a touchdown in every single game so far this season. So that's also something that will give a little boost. Yeah, but the Ravens are very very vicious on defense. They got yeah. a great linebacking core. Uh, they they always have the most turnovers, uh, interceptions every year. I think they've done it like the last two years, and I think they're leading again this year. Uh, expect them to get a lot of takeaways from a rookie from rookie quarterback, so that'll really that'll lose some possession for Carlos Hyde, and I just don't think they're going to put up that many points where Carlos Hyde's going to find the end zone. So I just don't think it's going to be a great week for him. And, uh, yeah, uh, definitely a sit-em in, uh, in my book. Yeah, he's pretty dependent on goal line carries at the moment right now. So, I mean, the Reds or Ravens could be easily be able to shut that down. Uh, my last sit-em for the week, and this is actually something super rare that I do, the Seahawks defense and special teams. They play the Rams. Not a single defense that has played the Rams so far this season has had over zero points. The first two teams they played, um, the uh, the Raiders and or sorry, I take that back. The Raiders, no, Raiders and Cardinals had zero points against them on defense and special teams. And the Chargers and Vikings, who arguably are better defenses, not even arguably, they are better defenses, had negative points against them. You can't in your right mind start, even though the Seahawks are having a great year so far on defense. Now they've lo- they've lost Earl Thomas with that famous gesture to his bench as he came off the field. Yeah, I think he really loves his team. He really loves his team. But um, that it's a Seahawks defense that now doesn't have their best player. And they're even though they're ranked top seven in the league, they play the, the best offense in the NFL. Oh, you, absolutely. You could say it's the Chiefs, but it, you can't say it's not the Rams the way they've looked so far. Uh, they've had, No team has had over one point against them on de- as a defense or special teams. I don't know how you can start them in your right mind. So I'd say if you have a Seattle Seahawks defense or special teams, you bench them right away and pick up any other defense on the way to wide because they're not going to help your team at all. You might as well just pick up someone else. Oh, yeah, the Rams have those three those three wide receivers really producing, and they, of course, have Todd Gurley. So, I mean, number one pick in almost every fantasy draft, so I believe that's a great pick. So we're uh, going to go and get to your uh, your waiver wire pickups next. Yeah, let's go straight to the waiver wire pickups. Uh, my first one is Derek Carr, quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. Had a rough start to the season, a primetime game early on. Um, he's currently top five in the league in passing yards, it, quietly. Like, no one really knows, but he's top five in the league in passing yards, and he's averaging 20, 20.5 fantasy points per game in his last three games, ignoring his first bad start of the uh, game uh, year. The best part is that he's a part of a Raiders team that just is not good, really. And the only part that is good is their wide receiving core and his uh, passing options. So they're going to be down in games. Their defense is just not good at all all around it's bad now that they got rid of Khalil Mack so they're not going to be able to be able to really be in games which will allow Derek Carr to keep getting more passing attempts and stuff I think he's going to remain the top uh, 15 quarterback that he is at the moment and the best part is he's only he's available in 80% of fantasy leagues so he's he's only owned in 20% of leagues so I mean if you need a backup quarterback or someone's on a bye this week I think Derek Carr is the way to go and he could easily put up the 15 points that you want out of your quarterback off the waiver wire right away and he could definitely go north of that as he put up 26 last week so I think he's a great pickup this week um secondly I have TJ Yeldon running back for the Jaguars obviously he's not the number one Leonard Fournette is the number one but Leonard Fournette has also been hit with a hamstring injury that has kept him out of the past couple competitions here so I don't I don't have any faith in Leonard Fournette really coming back or whenever he's going to be healthy because initially people were like oh this is just a little 
little thing right here. He's going to be back really soon. Uh, don't worry about it. T.J. Yeldon's going to be a one-game thing. But so far, he's a t he's a top 15. Sorry, I take that back. He's a top 10 running back in PPR leagues. And Leonard Fournette really hasn't shown that he's coming back anytime soon. Like right now, he's projected zero fantasy points this week as an out. And this could be his third week out. So I think T.J. Yeldon, he's still get he's getting production. And he's averaging 16 points per game as a running back one. And the best part is he's available in so many leagues. Um, he's only owned in half of ESPN leagues, 50%. And you, it's a running back one. I mean, you don't find that at this point in the season anymore. I mean, if you're lucky, someone goes down. Sorry, I shouldn't say lucky. It's rare that a starting running back is going to go down late with an ACL tear at like week eight or anything after that, and you're going to get a running back one off the waiver wire. So if TJ Yeldon is still available in your league, you have to pick him up immediately. Um, lastly, I'm going to jump to D.D. Westbrook, who I literally just picked up last night in three of my five leagues as I was able to find him, but he's a wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's starting to look like Blake Bortles' favorite target. The Jacksonville Jaguars has a very crowded wide receiving core, but I think he's going to be able to jump out. He had 13 targets last week. He's only owned in 12.5% of leagues, and he put up 20-some points last week in their game. So, I mean, he and with nine targets, too, nine targets for 160 yards. I think D.D. Westbrook is going to keep emerging as the top wide receiver for the Jaguars. And he's only owned in 12.5% uh, of leagues, like I just mentioned. So I think you have to pick him up if you're in need of a wide receiver or you know, another flex, like if you drafted like a Royce Freeman or something and you're stuck with him. I think he's a great pickup that you could get. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll just go ahead and finish it off with the, the Fantasy League this week. So... Uh, my team beating Michael Godek's team, 127.5 to 97.6. Uh, you know, Team Godek been quite the letdown this year. Uh, you know, he keeps starting Derrick Henry and uh, Latavius Murray and Randall Cobb. I mean, maybe he should consider listening to the podcast once in a while. Yeah, that that would probably help him a little bit. I mean, that's just not good. <laughs> uh, he definitely needs to hit the waiver wire. Uh, you know, I had some great performances from Todd Gurley and uh, Braden Cooks. You know, that Rams offense against that Seattle defense, as you mentioned. I mean, well, it was Minnesota last week. Uh, which going the next game is uh, Eifler versus Demont. Uh, both baseball coaches here at Dominion High School, and Demont takes this one 156.9 to 131.5. High uh, score. Yes, Eifler's first loss of the year. I mean, Eifler's got Melvin Gordon, Patrick Mahomes, Saquon, who all did really well, but he was let down by his uh, his kicker and Austin Hooper who usually has uh, been, you know, like sneaky fantasy points for him, help him win games. Yeah, I saw him pick him up off the waiver wire, yeah. and I said to myself, that was a really good pickup. Yeah, DeMont uh, was carried by Robert Woods, another uh, Rams player, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Golden Tate, who put up 33 for him to get that victory uh, for the base for the baseball coach. Uh, we had DeLisi versus Korn. Uh, DeLisi has Kareem Hunt, Julio Jones, Cooper Cup. Uh, I mean, I feel like I just keep naming Rams players. I mean, they're doing so <laughs> well. Uh, Delisi put up 158.9, and Corn put up 109, which, you know, would have beaten Michael Godek because, you know, who wouldn't have beat Mike? Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, so Delisi uh, had a really good week. Corn really let down by Minnesota's defense, who gave him negative, negative nine. nine. Uh, and Lamar Miller and Drew Brees, who uh, had a really bad week. But even though, uh, even though they won, Alvin Kamara really carried the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Varun lost to you, Ian. So you are now three and one. And you I put am. Up, you put up 157 and a half points. I'm good at fantasy football, Shane. <laughs> Varun puts up 137.5. Uh, still a decent week for Varun. You know, I don't even know who this this Disley Disley guy on Seattle who Varun picked up gave him 1.5. Uh, 
I mean, you had some great weeks from Stefan Diggs and uh, Jared Cook, even though you started Leonard Fournette, who came into the game and immediately exited well, right after that. Yeah, so I, I read everything because I had to go to my game, my soccer game, and I didn't have time to set my lineup in time for injury reports, so I just looked at a few articles, and they were like, oh, yeah, Leonard Fournette's going to play. Don't worry. Coach already said he's playing, so I plugged him in my lineup confidently, and next thing I know, TJ Yeldon is a top-10 running back. So that's the reality of that. But it's straight. I put up 150 or so, so that's good. Well, I mean, Leonard Fournette <laughs> did start this game, but he uh, had an immediate exit as he started feeling uh, something in the hamstring again. Yep. Uh, the only student-teacher matchup of the week is Schwartz versus Donaldson. Uh, what a surprise. 0-4, Chaz's team. That's I mean, just disappointing, they to lose say the again, least. Only putting up 105 points. Uh, Schwartz put up 140, 154 on him. Uh, you know, Chaz's team let down by Dalvin Cook, LaShawn McCoy, Russell Wilson, um, the Rams defense. I mean, the list just goes on and on. This team is not built to win. <laughs> oh, and four. Wow, that's just not good. I mean, he I, he almost got uh, like 30% of his points from Corey Davis. Wow. Who, uh, you know, is a starter this week in my eyes. I think that's a good start. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, uh, he better keep him in his lineup if he's trying to win. Uh, so, I guess... You know, that's how the week's going. Uh, you want to talk about the matchups this upcoming week? I will, but first I will say that the, the teachers are now 6-2 and two against students this year. Uh, that's disappointing. We really need to turn that around. But there's some key matchups this week as you take on DeMont, who's now 2-2. Two and two. I take on Team Corn, which is another uh, student-teacher matchup. Uh, Chaz takes on Eifler. So, I mean, we can easily get right back in this mark, thing. Just mark that up, uh, a win yeah, for we, Eifler. We, <laughs> I mean, potentially if we go 3-0 and oh next week, we can uh, we can bring this back to 6 Six and five, so just won't go to I mean, start setting a lineup, and maybe that'll help. But yeah. <laughs> so Vroon's playing Mike, and Schwartz is playing Delisi. So uh, that's how it uh, that's how it's looking for next week. Yep, that's uh, going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And that's all we have for today on Season Saviors Episode Five. Tune in next week when we'll go over the next Stardom Sitems waiver wire pickups and how our teacher student fantasy league is, turn- uh, league is turning out. Thank you.